Hello, everyone. Pastor Kurt here. Thanks for joining me for today's devotion. It is Monday, February 26th, 2024. I'll be reading today from the Common English Bible Translation, and the readings come from the Revised Common Lectionary Daily Readings, and you can find a link to those in the show notes below. I also have printed there the readings for today if you wanted to pause this and look those passages up before we continue. I do encourage you to follow along in your own Bible. Whatever translation you have is just fine. After each reading, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time reflecting on the passage, and then I'll offer up some of my own thoughts and reflections. And so before we continue, let us pray. O gracious and loving God, prepare our hearts to hear your word and obey your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading today is from Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Genesis 21, 1 through 7. The Lord was attentive to Sarah, just as he had said, and the Lord carried out just what he had promised her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Abraham when he was old, at the very time God had told him. Abraham named his son, the one Sarah bore him, Isaac. Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, just as God had commanded him. Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has given me laughter. Everyone who hears about it will laugh with me. She said, who could have told Abraham that Sarah would nurse sons? But now I've given birth to a son when he was old. So all last week, uh, we've been kind of journeying a little bit through Genesis, and we've been following the story of Abraham um, and uh, his uh, his his salvation accredited to to him through his faith, faith that God would do what God said God's going to do. And what did God say he was going to do to Abram? Uh, God said that he, even in his old age, he was going to, that him and Sarai, Sarai, who both of them would be named Abraham and Sarah, that they would um, have biological children and that their descendants would number um, would, would number more than the stars, right? So this is the promise that was given. Um, this, is the, this is the story that um, Paul uses in the book of Romans to um, justify salvation to, uh, to the Greeks or to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, um, even though they don't, even though they're not circumcised, even though they're not under the law, right? So he's pointing back to this moment that um, Abraham's uh, trust and complete faith in God is what is credited to him as righteousness. And so we find ourselves today where this promise is being fulfilled. Um, Abraham and Sarah have a son that they name Isaac. Now, what I find interesting about this passage today, at least, as I'm reading through this, um, is really kind of the absurdity of it. Imagine having children in in uh, in your latest elderly years, right? 
70s, 80s, 90s. Abraham was 100 years old, um, having children. Um, now, science tells us that, that men can father children, you know, forever. <laughs> that they don't have a limit. But women only have so many eggs, um, and they're only, uh, science tells us that they're only able to have children for a certain period of time in their life, usually um, not being able to have children past their 40s. Um, of course, we've we've heard of instances where that has uh, where women have had children in their fifties, but um, it's very very rare. And so, um, the thing I like about this passage, verses one through seven, is that it it recognizes the absurdity of that concept. That I mean, who and in, in, who would ever expect um, Sarah and Abraham in their old age to be able to have children? I mean, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's it's unheard of. Um, and, uh, and so here in verse six, um, it says, and Sarah said, God has given me laughter. Everyone who hears about it will laugh with me. Um, and so, um, this is interesting because the footnote in my Bible, um, and your Bible might have a footnote too. I'd be interesting to, it'd be interested to hear if you have that. So if you would like to drop something in the comments or shoot me an email, I love me know what your translation says. I, I would be interested, but the footnote in my Bible says, um, or this could be translated as God has made a joke of me. Everyone who hears about it will laugh at me. That's a bit different of a translation, isn't it? Um, right. God has given me laughter or God has made a joke of me or everyone who hears about it will laugh with me or everyone who hears about it will laugh at me. Laughing with me or laughing at me is two completely different things. Um, but one might ask, well, why is there laughter at all? I mean, this is a pretty serious thing. We think about it, um, in their old age, having children, are they able to take care of that child? Right. Um, how well can they take care of that child? Um, you know, children are full of energy. They run around, they, they, uh, get into everything. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, ver I kind of, I think this this uh, alternate reading is kind of interesting that they're going to laugh at her, that God has made a joke of her. Um, because can you imagine, I mean, I'm 44 years old. Both of my children are older. My youngest child is 17. I'm going to be 18 in a couple, in a few months. My uh, oldest child is 21 years old. She's going to be 22 here pretty soon. Um, and, uh, I cannot imagine having children in my forties. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have the energy, although I know some people do. And, and man, I, I certainly, um, have all the respect for you. I really do because it's hard work having children. Um, and so when I look at this passage, um, I can imagine some people looking at people in their forties, fifties, or in this case, in their eighties, nineties, or hundreds, um, being laughed at, like, oh my gosh, look what you're in for. Um, you know, be careful what you wish for because you're going to have these children. Um, I don't know. Those are just kind of some thoughts that came to me as I was reading through this. I, I don't, I don't know how, um, useful they are to you. Of course, what is the purpose of this passage? The purpose of this passage is to remind us that God does what God said God, God will do, right? God promised them children and they had children. Um, even if it was in their old age. So um, 
I think that's the big takeaway from this passage more than anything else, at least for me, um, that we can trust that God will do what God says God will do. All right, well, let's look at our last reading for today, and we're going to jump ahead into the New Testament with Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. Hebrews 1, 8 through 12. But he says to his son, God, your throne is forever, and your kingdom's scepter is a rod of justice. You loved righteousness and hated lawless behavior. That is why God, your God, has anointed you with oil instead of your companions. And he says, You, Lord, laid the earth's foundations in the beginning, and the heavens are made by your hands. They will pass away, but you remain. They will all wear out like old clothes. You will fold them up like a coat. They will be changed like a person changes clothes, but you stay the same, and the years of your life won't come to an end. So I'm, I'll admit that Hebrews is not one of my favorite passages in Scripture. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you've heard me talk about some of my favorites if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. Um, I love James. I love the Gospel of John. Really, all the Gospels I really love. Um, I love Romans and Acts, and um, I love Second Corinthians and the Book of Revelation. Um, but one of the ones I, in Galatians, love Galatians, um, but Hebrews, um, I think it, it, it's a difficult one. And I guess I've always struggled interpreting it, um, because the language that's used is just, I don't know, slightly different, I guess. And I just can never seem to wrap my head around it very much. But this passage here is, is not too hard to, to get a grip on, but you do have to look at it in its context. Um, so this is in chapter one. Um, the author of Hebrews, which we're not really 100% sure who wrote Hebrews, um, he's kind of giving an introduction to who Jesus is. And so we look at the very beginning, chapter 1, um, verse 3, right? The Son is the light of God's glory and the imprint of God's being. And so reminding us that Jesus is the reflection of who God is. Um, talking about how great the Son is. And verse 4, and the Son became so much greater than the other messengers, such as angels, that he received a more important title than theirs. And so he talks about Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And, um, and then he goes on to say, which is kind of where our, our section picks up in verse five, it says, after all, when did God ever say to the angels or to any of the angels, you are my son. Today I've become your father, or even I will be his father and he'll be my son. And so then that kind of picks us up here to, to verse 8 as we continue to talk about who Jesus is and um, as the writer of Hebrews talks about who Jesus is and what, um, and what Jesus is all about. And so that's when we get, but he says to his son, God, your throne is forever. Your kingdom scepter is a rod of justice. Talks about Jesus as, um, uh, as, uh, as ushering in justice, um, that he loved righteousness and hated lawful behavior. And we see this all throughout Jesus's ministry, that he sought to bring people closer to God, to love God with their whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love their neighbor as their self. These are the two 
primary things that he focused on in his ministry. Um, uh, and he demonstrated those things through his actions by loving his neighbor, by offering healing and, uh, you know, freeing those who are um, oppressed and, and enslaved by demons and bad spirits and all those types of things. Um, and, uh, and it is because of all that he is, it says in verse nine here that, that God has anointed you with oil instead of your companions. And so this is why God, Jesus is lifted up, right? Um, and, uh, and it says, you Lord laid the foundations in the beginning and the heavens are made by your hands. And this kind of makes me think back to uh, gospel of John chapter one, where it talks about Jesus is the word and the word who, uh, who is God and the word was God and, and was there with God in the beginning that, that Jesus is the one who created all things right through the word, all things were made. And so we see that reflected here in verse 10. Um, and then it talks about, uh, in verses 11 and 12, uh, about, uh, the consistency of who God is, that God doesn't change, but we change, but God doesn't change that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? They will pass away, but you remain, they will all wear out like old clothes, but you will fold them up like a coat. They will be changed like a person changes clothes, but you stay the same and the years of your life won't come to an end. So God is eternal and God and Jesus, um, Jesus is eternal and Jesus, um, you know, doesn't change who he is. Jesus is love. Jesus is care and compassion and mercy. And, um, and, and God stays consistent in that way. Right. Um, and that hopefully we do change for the better to become more like Christ as we move through here. So, um, those are just some of my thoughts on this. It's not, like I said, Hebrews, it really isn't one of my favorite books. It, it It's just really kind of, I don't know what it is exactly. I think it's just like the the language that's used and the way and the way he uses his words, his wordsmithing, I guess, that my brain just doesn't want to connect really well with. But but good message here. I mean, I think I, I agree with everything so far that the writer of Hebrews has, has been talking about who Jesus is and, and why Jesus is so important and that Jesus is distinct from other messengers, from other prophets, from other um uh, other spirits that God might have sent, um, because Jesus is is God. Jesus is one with God, right? And um, so, yeah. Well, those are our readings for today. I'm going to leave it there before I start rambling. <laughs> uh, we're going to spend some time in prayer. I'll be lifting up some uh, prayer requests or categories of prayer. And uh, after each prayer request, there'll be a moment of silence for you to lift up your own personal prayers to God. And then I will say the words, Lord, in your mercy, your response will be, hear our prayer. And then when we're all done with the prayer requests, we'll join together in the Lord's prayer. So let us pray. Oh, gracious and loving God, I'm so thankful for all that you have placed upon our hearts today through these readings and reflections. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to take all that we have learned with us into the world. We bring now before you those things that are heavy on our hearts, and we begin by praying for the people of our faith communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are suffering and those who are in trouble.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the concerns of our local communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the beautiful earth you have given to our care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church Universal, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift all this before you, praying for healing, comfort, strength, peace, and wisdom as we pray the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, that's all for today's devotion. I hope you were able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions, suggestions, prayer requests, or would like to share with me some of your own thoughts and reflections on today's reading, I would love to hear from you. And you can send those to the show email at admin at pastorkurt.com. May you go forth today in peace, shining the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day. Bye.